I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead and joining me as always, my co-host contributor at Mavs.com, the live Lord, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Steve Nash. Nashy. Welcome back. Who would have thought? Man. Heck yeah, man. I Man, I am so happy for Steve Nash. And I mean, that was the, it wasn't even, I actually think Stein beat him too. I got Stein notification before Woj. And to see Steve Nash back in the league as a head coach, we all knew the role he had with, with Golden State and the whole relationship with KD and just the whole like, you know, off the court, it wasn't really visible, but we knew like he had a role with Steve Kerr and them. And bam, out of nowhere, he lands this Nets head coaching job. And man, I'm so happy for him. I think it's a home run hire. Um, Yeah, I mean, when you have two stars like KD and Kyrie, you're obviously going to do what they want to do. That's just part of part of the league. That's this is where we're at as a league. And bam, here we are. KD and them wanted Steve Nash. They get Steve Nash and. I think it's going to be great. I don't think you can realistically make a real prediction because we've never seen him really coach. So, but just as far as like personality and just relationship wise, I think it's great. Enow, which is wild to think that that team is actually going to be on the court. It seems like, you know, it's been so long since KD has played. You kind of forget he's in the NBA sometimes if you're just thinking about the NBA, uh, especially since we've been talking about, you know, Luca's top five player. Well, when KD and Steph and all them come back, like, you know, that all's could change it could that could get shuffled around a little bit who knows who's going to be falling out and who's going to be in if uh <laughs> if Harden would have lost that game against the Thunder he definitely would have fallen out of that top five probably though <laughs> for sure for sure man that would have been wild but so Steve Nash gets hired by the Brooklyn Nets but the big news for the Mavericks is that Steve Nash reached out to our very own GOAT Dirk Nowitzki according to Mark Stein he reached out to Dirk and said do you want to come and be an assistant coach on my staff and apparently Dirk was like, "No, nah, I'm 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 gonna just gonna keep eating my ice cream over here. I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna stay over here." Were you surprised that first of all, were you surprised with Nash, and then were you also surprised that he thought he, you know Dirk would come and be on his staff, and that he said no? All three of those things. I would assume. I mean, Stein has a really good relationship with with Nash and Dirk. I mean, back to their early early days in Dallas. I would assume it was just something of Stein joking with Nash. I don't know if Nash would go as far as thinking that Dirk would actually do it, but he probably told Stein, he's like, yeah, I asked him if he, w- he would do it, but I think it's more something like that. I don't, I, I, Dirk has been very clear that like coaching thing is not his thing. I don't see Dirk as a coaching thing, but also said the same thing about Tim Duncan. So, but I could see Dirk doing the Akeem Olajuwon, like what Olajuwon does with Houston. I could see Dirk doing that with Dallas and then eventually taking some front office role. But we we never know. I thought Tim Duncan was going to do exactly that. And now, I mean, he was on the bench a lot. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Who, who knows what any of these guys are going to do? But yeah, I think it was one of those where they're sitting down, they're hanging out, they're doing one of their hang sessions. And, you know, their daughters make them do some kind of like hot or do a TikTok thing. Right. They play, they do those videos. Remember those videos with, with Dirk and yeah. Nash on, on, on Nash's daughter's TikTok. And then, uh, you know, they're sitting there, whatever. And all of a sudden Nash just looks over. He's like, hey, 
I'm uh, I'm going to be coaching the Nets. And Dirk looks over and he's like, oh, really? Oh, KD, Kyrie up there, Brooklyn in the house. He, like, you know how Dirk would do. Yeah. And then Nash looks back at him and he's like, there's a spot on my staff if you want to join. And then Dirk is just like eating ice cream over in the corner like, I'm good. No. <laughs> I think I'm that's good. how it went down. I think that's exactly how it went down. My only, my only fear with Nash and Brooklyn is the expectations are so high. I mean, you're expected oh, to be in the finals, you know, and if it crashes and burns, will this be his, you know, will it fall on Nash's shoulders? That's my only thing for a first-time head coach like that. I get scared about a little bit, but I, I wish the best. I hope him the best. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be so fascinating because this is going to either be like a Steve Kerr thing where all of a sudden he becomes like this top five coach and everyone reveres him right where he, this all goes well, or it's going to be a situation where he's the scapegoat, right? Like it's it's yeah. either one of those two things. Like the the vast gap, like you know, uh, locked on Nets. I think Marcus said today that he could win Coach of the Year, and I think that's probably true. I think he could win Coach of the Year this year if they have a really good season and. You know they win hey, sixty six games. Hey, but head coach. He's expected to. He's a past MVP. He's, he's never ex- expected he's never, to do good. He's 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 never coached before. That's what they're There's supposed not, to do. They're supposed to get better, right? Come on, why 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 can't he win this award? Uh, I I don't know. All all that kind of stuff. Awards are so dumb. <laughs> I am anxious to see what Rick Carlisle says about this hire. Yeah, I want to see what Carlisle says about it. That'll be interesting. He never, no, he never coached him, right? In any of his stops. No. no he he no. was never, he coached against him, but he was never, he never was with him. So, all right, on today's show, by the way, <laughs> that, that got away from us quickly. On today's show, we're going to be uh, assessing some trade targets. We're going to be going through at least the first couple teams in the NBA. We're just going to go alphabetical order and go through each team to see if there's any trades that we can find for the Mavericks on any of these teams. So we're going to get into it. Uh, let's start right away. Isaac, let's get to the Hawks. So the Atlanta Hawks, the first thing I wrote down when looking at the Hawks roster is they have no players. The only players that are not on rookie deals on the Hawks going into the 2020-2021 season, whenever that happens, is Clint Capella and Dwayne Dedman. Capella for $16 million, Dedman for $13 million. Everyone else is on rookie deals. Yeah, this Hawks are you know interesting team when it comes to trade stuff because they they obviously want to improve. They want I don't do know they? how many I think they do. I don't know how many more young guys they want to bring in because they have a ton of guys when it comes to DeAndre Hunter. That's why when you're looking at trade targets, I don't think they're looking to offload those guys unless they're bringing in a big guy. This is why I think the Hawks I think the Hawks could realistically go after Rudy Gobert next year, maybe around the trade deadline, and do something like a Capella, DeAndre Hunter first round or something like that to try to at least do something for Trey Young. But they have all these young pieces like John Collins, Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, um, yeah, Kevin Herter. I don't see them giving them up unless it's for a bigger package. The only Hawks trade that I could see, and they just traded Clint, traded for Clint Capella, so that that's off the table. The only thing I could see Dallas doing with the Hawks is they're one of the only three teams that have cap space this summer or this offseason. God bless we keep saying this summer. <laughs> this offseason. We're, we're going to pretend to put air quotes above this summer yes. Any, every time we say it. This but summer, it's, it's them, Charlotte, Detroit, that will all have you know over $20 million in cap space for the most part. Atlanta has a ton of it. If Dallas does look at the market and says, hey, we want to create cap space, and they have to find a team with cap space to take on a contract 
Atlanta is one of those teams that could you call them up and say, because when you look at their guard rotation, they obviously have Trey, they have Kevin Herter, but they're losing Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague's an unrestricted free agent this year. Could they look at DeLon Wright and say, hey, we'll take on DeLon Wright. He could play alongside you know Trey Young, possibly. He could back up Trey Young. Would they take on DeLon Wright and like the 31st pick or whatever it is if Dallas is looking to create cap space? Atlanta's one of those teams that they could call. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it makes sense. Yeah, that's that's I think the only way that, that a trade with them happens because the rest of the players on their on their roster, they're not gonna get rid of DeAndre Hunter, right? At least the Mavericks no. would probably covet him more than anyone else on their roster, right? And I don't think they're gonna get rid of him. Trey Young's off the table. Cam Reddish, LOL. That'd be hilarious, by the way. <laughs> They traded for Cam Reddish, <laughs> like because that would that would finalize the Luca trade, you know, trade. John Collins, that that deal is you know crazy. He's making four million next year. He's a twenty ten guy. DeAndre Bembry restricted. Scala BCA on their team. He's restricted. Damage. I mean, there's just not many players. Bruno Fernando is one point five million next year. Like they, that's all the rest of the players they have on the roster. Kevin Herter, uh, man. So they they don't have anybody. I think Isaac's right. The only way that the Mavs are going to make a move with them is with some kind of salary cap relief deal where the Mavericks are trying to do something. So I think they're going they're going to go spend money this this offseason too. I think they're a prime spot for a Bertans for a Bogdanovich, yeah, you know, something like that. Or Gallo, they're going to overpay something somebody. Like, they will. They'll overpay somebody like Chandler Parsons, who's. Making who made twenty five million with them this year somehow. Oh, remember Chandler Parsons, guys? You guys remember Chandler Parsons? Oh man, remember Shout when the out. best thing that happened in the Mavs franchise was Chandler Parsons having like a really good twenty game streak? Man, those were the days. His line drive three pointers. Shout out! To I'm Chandler. glad we weren't. I'm glad we weren't doing this podcast during then because I bet we would have some takes about Chandler Parsons. Oh, I bet we would. Glad we're not glad we're not doing it then. All right, coming up, we're gonna get into the Celtics, the Nets, get into a whole bunch of other teams, trades, trade targets for all these coming up. But before we get to that, Isaac Harris talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually people just brush it off or blame themselves saying, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I just had a long day, or I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professionals who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. We talk all the time about Twitter doctors. You don't have to worry about taking it to somebody online. You just actually take it to a real health professional. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you for the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship it to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is just straightforward, simple, discreet. Go to roman.com slash NBA today. If approved, you get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's roman.com slash NBA. Get roman.com slash NBA. All right, Isaac, let's get into this uh, Boston Celtics team. So they're playing right now. We're actually recording this during game three. So they might be up three. They might be, you know, up two, one. Who knows? We don't. Uh, but this Boston team is fascinating. They're basically max max contracts and minimums, right? There's a couple in-betweeners there, but essentially it's for next year. It's Kemba Walker at $34 million, Gordon Hayward at $34 million for that player option. There's no way he turns that down, right? <laughs> I can't, I can't no. imagine Gordon Hayward turning that $34 million no. player option down. Uh, Marcus Smart making, you know, there's Jalen Brown making 23.8. There's uh, Marcus Smart making 13.4. And then Jason Tatum still on his rookie deal. Tice making a making 5 million. Cantor with a player option. And then Romeo Langford, uh, Vincent Portier, 
uh, Grant Williams, the Time Lord, Robert Williams, Semi Ojale, all on rookie deals. So there's not a ton. Uh, my my one trade I thought about, and this is this is where we get into a, a portion of this podcast during this off season air quotes summer. Where we get crazy, and it doesn't mean that we want to do trades. Isaac and I will always throw out trades that would you do it, right? It's not like I'll tell I you. Want to- yeah, I'll tell you ahead of time. I I want to do this trade. If not, <laughs> then and we're just throwing trades out. All right, we're just throwing trades out there. So don't don't come at us and be like, oh, you want to get rid of this guy? That's not the case. Would you do a trade package around Jalen Brown and say Tice or Cantor, depending on who, for Porzingis? Would you would you entertain that? Woo, man, you're coming Who in says hot. No? <laughs> um, man, I got get I got adjust in my seat on this one. And by the way, um, Hen- Henry in the hot in the hot mic chat, we're live on hot mic for this podcast. He said Dennis Smith Jr. is going to like the tweet again. <laughs> which oh man, all the Raccoon Squad members know exactly what that means, and uh, we're not going to put this in the tweet. <laughs> I've learned my lesson in that. Shout that out instance. to the time that we did a podcast on Dennis Smith Jr. from Mo Bamba. Nick puts that in the title of the episode, tweets it. Dennis Smith Jr. likes the tweet. And then I have to see Dennis the next day at practice and talk to him about a story I did about him and Dory. It was so awkward. And I'm like, I know, I know, you know, but we didn't talk about it. It was so awkward. Anyway, <clears throat> I, I want to say no. I want to say no because I still believe in, in KP and what KP can, and Luca can be. But it, that's that's close. There's not a lot of – I'll say this. Some people have thrown out there, like Bill Simmons and Rosillo, love those guys. I listen to those guys all the time. But they literally said on their podcast the other day on Bill's pod that they they would do in a heartbeat. If they were Dallas, they would do Bagley and Heald for, for Porzingis. And yeah, I, I just a, laughed. I'm like, there's no way on God's green earth I would ever do that if I was Dallas. But for you to even entertain KP offers, it has to be a young, really good wing. And does Jalen Brown fit that? Man, I love Jalen Brown. I don't know. But I, I wouldn't do it if I was Dallas. I, I wouldn't. Um, I think if you entertain anything with Porzingis and Boston, it had to be Tatum, and they wouldn't. I wouldn't give up Tatum if I was Boston. But what? What if Boston has like Intel, right? Boston or Boston's really coveted Porzingis for a long time. They get really desperate. What if they go Tatum or they go Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart? What if they go that direction? Stop it, Nick. You can't keep. Can can we talk about Marcus Smart though? Because people have thrown it. We're you know you said we're live on hot mic. What if Boston says Porzingis for Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart? Would you do it? (laughs) No, I wouldn't. You still wouldn't do it. No, I wouldn't. No, interesting, interesting. Let, but let's talk about Marcus Smart. So people have thrown out, people have tweeted at me. I tried so hard today to interact with fans on Twitter about like trade proposals and people tweeting at me, and I can only last so long on Twitter doing that because then it just gets wild. It gets like a crazy people throwing crazy stuff out there, and hey, let's sign Blake Griffin and Tobias Harris will put us <laughs> over the top. And I'm like, no, what are we doing now? But so with Marcus Smart, guys, a team has to be willing to give him up. Are you like? Are we watching the same Boston team? Like Boston is <laughs> right. like they look like they could be going to the finals, and Marcus Smart is a huge part of that team. They're not going to give him up. No, whatever we have outside of KP and them, like a first rounder does nothing. Boston has like four freaking draft picks in this upcoming yeah. draft. They don't care about more draft picks. They don't care about you know adding 
whoever you, DeLon Wright for Marcus. No, that they're not going to do that. So they're not giving up Marcus Smart. So I love the fit. I would love Marcus Smart back in Dallas. He's from the area. I would love that next to Luka. They're just not going to give him up. The one Boston trade that I, I threw out there was Gordon Hayward. And he kind of fits the Kyle Lowry type of move to where he opts in. It's I know you're gonna I know the type of joke you're gonna make in this. We can't can't, can't have a monopoly in Dallas, Isaac. I'm just saying, look how good Boston's playing right now. If and and he's hurt right now. He's not he's not out there. He's gonna opt into the 34 million. It's a it's kind of the same logic with Kyle Lowry. He gives you a vet. He doesn't give you like the tough defense that Lowry does, but he gives you another vet. He gives you another, you know, creator for the most part. He is on the expiring deal. He fits the timeline. Then he expires before Giannis or whoever you want to to come in 2021. What would what would it take for Boston to trade him if they're if they're doing this well without him? Would they do a package? Would Boston or even would Dallas do? Tim Hardaway, DeLon, the 18th pick or whatever it is for, I don't, I think Boston would, would, would love to get Maxi in that deal. I don't know if I'd give up Maxi in that deal, but you know, would they take another shooter in Tim to go alongside Tatum and Brown and smarten those guys and DeLon to, you know, replace Brad Wanamaker and another draft pick that they could package in another deal. I don't know. I mean, and if you're Dallas, would you want to do that deal? I'm not saying I would, but he is just 29 and it's a one year window type of thing. So I could like I I would understand it. I don't know if I would do it, but I could understand both sides of that. Yeah, no, I, I don't see the Gordon Hayward thing for 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 Boston or Dallas or both. <laughs> it's like <laughs> uh, that's the uh, only yeah, Boston I, I, tri- realistic one I could come up with. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Um, he's he's so making he thirty four no million. Man. That's a lot. Yeah, so but it, but it, it's a one year deal though. If he assuming he opts in, it's just like Kyle yeah. Lowry. It's a one year type of deal. And if Boston's like, hey, we survived without him last year, I don't think you. I think they would just keep him because he has a great relationship with with Brad Stevens. But if they did entertain offers, I mean, he's going to be a free agent after one year. So would he? Would Gordon Hayward be an upgrade to the Mavericks roster over Tim Hardaway and Delon Wright? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. In different okay. in, in different ways, he's a better playmaker, better shooter. Yeah, a less less streaky shooter. I'll put it that way. Tim's been how just many, so how streaky. How many jokes? How many jokes would would people around the league make with the posters that would have Luca Hayward and KP? Let's just do all the way up. It's just Hayward, Luca, KP, Rick Carlisle, Mark Cuban, Donnie Nelson. Just put them all up. There. <laughs> just put them all up there. Maxi, go ahead and put Maxi on the poster too if he stays in, in Dallas. Oh man! All right, they'd just be all the jokes. All right, let's do uh, Brooklyn. Where Brooklyn at? So Brooklyn has Durant and Kyrie. By the way, Durant making forty mil, a, a cool forty million dollars next year for yeah. Brooklyn. That's pretty wild. Spencer Dinwiddie for eleven point four. DeAndre Jordan for ten million. Which, if anyone says a DeAndre Jordan trade, I'm just gonna block you from the from the hot mic chat. I think right now. Uh, that's not gonna happen. Um, they have Joe Harris, who's a free agent. They're finally they finally don't pay Darren Williams anymore after years and years and years of paying Darren Williams. Uh, they have Garrett Temple. They have Torian Prince for twelve million. Karis Levert's is, is his contract's going up. He's making sixteen million that year. Uh, Jared Allen, Gianna Musa for two million. Rodion's Kuruks for one point seven, and then uh, Nick Claxton for one point five. He's still on his rookie. All those guys still on their rookie deals. So they're kind of like a you know Max and Min kind of team as well. Uh, the only one that I came up with was 
if Dinwiddie wants to go, you know, be a starter somewhere, he wants to go be, you know, a starter and doesn't want to start behind Kyrie, there's something there. Maybe he isn't feeling Brooklyn. Um, Maybe they go Tim Hardaway Jr., both the picks for, like, Dinwiddie and Garrett Temple, right? Maybe something like that. I I don't think Brooklyn does that, but maybe the Mavericks have to throw more into that trade, but that's the only one that I can really think of. Yeah, Dinwiddie's the name. I, he's the only name I really put down for when it comes to uh, when it comes to Brooklyn. But I don't think it, like I think he's too good just for picks. Uh, he is just twenty six. He's on a pretty good contract. I think it comes down to, and I think he would be a good fit alongside K, you know, KD and Kyrie. Is would if you're Dallas, would you entertain a Tim Hardaway Dinwiddie swap, and would you attach one of the picks with Hardaway to swap out with Dinwiddie? Yeah, if you're Dallas, yeah, I would do that. I'm saying, I'm saying, I don't think Brooklyn would do that. See, I the don't only think it's you... that crazy for Brooklyn because Tim shot forty percent from three this year. When you're looking at people who could play alongside Kyrie and KD, I think Tim Hardaway would would slot in perfectly to K, alongside KD and Kyrie. And if you get another draft pick on top of that, if it's eighteen or thirty-one or both of them, would you give up Tim and both the picks for Dinwiddie? Oh no! If I'm the Mavericks, yeah, I would. I absolutely would. Really? That's, that yeah, that's the guard upgrade. That's the secondary creator Dinwiddie... upgrade that you want. Okay, I'm. It's hard for me to judge Dinwiddie's value. I like him, but I, I, I it's like hit or miss with me. I don't know exactly what his value. If you're in hot mic chat, we have a decent amount of people in here. Would you would you do that trade if you're Dallas? If it's it, you'd have to add some money in there for Brooklyn. So like if you're Brooklyn, it would have to be like Garrett Temple. Uh, after they pick up his like team option, Garrett Temple and Dinwiddie for Hardaway in both picks. If you're Dallas and you're in the hot mic chat, would you do that? Yeah. So, the, yeah. So they have to add something else. You know, you have to add like a Garrett Temple who's making five million. I think I think that's a non guaranteed deal or a team option. Uh, maybe they would do like, you know. Man, it's it's hard because they don't have a lot of other guys you can add because you're not just going to throw Jared Allen in. They could do some kind of Torian Prince thing, and then the Mavericks throw in, like, you know, DeLon or throw in, you know, something else. Uh, Everyone in the hot mic chat is saying yes. Uh, Someone says, can they include Joe? (laughs) Can they include Joe Harris? No, Joe Harris. Guys, here's another thing. If you're going to send me trades, you can't send me trades of people who are going to be free agents. I've had so many people send me trades, and they're like, what do you think about this? And it's sending Courtney Lee out. Mike, guys, he just comes out the book. You can't, you can't trade Courtney Lee right now. So, or, or in the in the off season. But the only curveball when it comes to the to the Dinwiddie thing is Dinwiddie has a player option for 2021-22 at 12.3 million. That would be the only thing because, yeah, him picking that up would would throw a curveball. So, is there a way? I think if you're Dallas, could you counter that and could you do something like? You know Tim Hardaway and try to add DeLon into that deal to where then you're only even if Dinwiddie picks up that player option next summer the Giannis summer then you're only losing about three million in cap space at that point so I think Dallas would get creative with it at that point it also helps Brooklyn too because they don't have to pay Dinwiddie even though Dinwiddie's making less than he should probably they wouldn't have to pay him in that summer too with Tim Hart you know Tim Hardaway Jr.'s money definitely coming off the books since he'd pick up that option uh, to be traded in the, in that deal so. Maybe that's why they do it. They want to free up some money. They want to free up, uh, let's say, that 
Torian Prince makes $13 million that summer. Maybe they send him to Dallas as well. And then, I don't know, maybe maybe they decide to do that. That might be another reason why, but I don't think Brooklyn does that deal. I, neither of us think that. No one in the hot mic chat thinks that Brooklyn would do that. But that's a player out there that if he becomes available, Dallas could, you know, target him. And Can you, can you imagine Mark Cuban and Dinwiddie talking about, like, Bitcoin <laughs> and everything? They would just nerd out about all of it. I can imagine Dinwiddie following Cuban around, like trying to talk to him about Bitcoin and Mark Cuban being like, yeah, I've already said I'm out. (laughs) And for all those reasons, Dinwiddie, I'm out. Uh, All right. Coming up, we're going to get into more of these teams. Let's get into the Charlotte Hornets. Bunch of random dudes on that team. And then the Chicago Bulls. Bunch of guys on that. Interesting names on the Chicago Bulls. We'll talk about them coming up. But what would a Locked On podcast be without a note from our friends at Built Bar? Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and now they're new and improved and even more deliciouser than the first time. They have six new incredible flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. I'm not talking about desserts. I'm talking about a protein bar. All of those are flavors of protein bars. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great for a keto diet. One of our favorite flavors is the peanut butter. It has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, just five grams of sugar, and five grams of net carbs. Five grams of sugar for a bar covered in 100% chocolate. Tell me it isn't so. It is true. Right now, go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more trade targets. Again, these are just trade targets with these teams. We're just going alphabetical order. The Charlotte Hornets. I don't see any players that the Mavericks would really be interested in that Charlotte's willing to give up. They have a huge contract in Nick Batum worth $27 million. That one is uh, he's, it's a player option for that for 2020-2021. And uh, he's definitely going to take that because I can't imagine anyone giving $27 million to Nick Batum for any length of time. Ten-year deal, nothing. Like, and, and he's, I can't imagine. And, and he, su- he sucks right now. He's not on this. For me, he's not on the Lowry, you know, uh, Gordon Hayward type of, hey, expiring big deal that I would, you know, trade a couple pieces for to get better a little bit. He's not on that level. Right. I wouldn't give up anything for Batum. So, see ya. Right. Uh, they have Terry Rozier making $18.9 million. They have uh, Cody Zeller on an expiring $15.4 million. If we want to make some more jokes, we can trade for Cody Zeller. Uh, then they have Malik Monk, P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges, all on rookie-scale deals. And I don't see them getting rid of any of those guys. Maybe Monk, but Washington and Bridges, probably not. That's like the only type of future that they have in this team right now. Um, then they have Dwayne Bacon is restricted. They have Devontae Graham. They're not getting rid of him. He's still on his rookie deal. Cody Martin, Jalen McDaniels, Caleb Martin. Those are guys. Those guys are all on rookie deals as well. Maybe those guys. But is there any players that stood out to you that the Mavericks could possibly make a move for? Not really. I mean, I think the only thing, if you're just looking for some type of you know swing, swing a little bit of swing, is if you could call Charlotte and you have no other like bigger deals on the table. Would Charlotte entertain a Justin Jackson, when you know the 18th pick for Malik Monk, and you just try to swing for it a little bit, try to get Malik Monk in a different situation? I liked him coming out of the draft, and try to see what he looks like coming off the bench as you know a scoring punch a little bit, and you just you know swing for it a little bit. So I, that's the only type of thing that I would think about. If I'm Charlotte, I wouldn't do that. I still believe, I would still give Malik Monk, especially as a team that's gonna suck next year. I would still give him a, a chance next year. So 
in the chat, they're talking about the Hernan Gomez brothers. No, no, think, no, 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 no. Uh, they're Hernan Go. They're not. They're Hernan Go Mavs brothers. That's true. That's true. Uh, I think this one. Which one? Willie is a unrestricted. One of them is Willie's unrestricted. So the Mavericks can just pick him up for the minimum next year, which I think they might do. Yeah, they could. They very well could. Luke would be happy. Luke is big buddies with them. He is. And then I think Wancho's a restricted, but we'll talk about him down the line. Um, so Malik Monk's the only one you're kind of looking at. Uh, I just don't think that they, they trade any of these guys. And I'm not interested no, if in the you, other ones. If you suck, if you suck, you got to still keep your lottery picks and try to turn them into something. Yeah. So. Yeah, maybe they. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that. All right, let's move. Let's just move on to Chicago. Let's not waste any time on this. Chicago yeah. has Otto Porter Jr. with a player option for twenty eight point four million dollars. That one's expiring, obviously, because it's a player option. Zach Levine making nineteen point five. Thaddeus Young making thirteen. Thomas Sadoransky making ten million. Uh, Felicio making seven and a half. And then they have Chris Dunn, Kobe White, Laurie Markin, Wendell Carter Jr., Denzel Valentine, Ryan Archie Diacono, Chandler Hutchinson, Luke Cornett, all on rookie deals. Uh, any of those guys stick out to you as players that the Mavericks could possibly trade for? <laughs> you're just you're just stuck there drinking your drink on hot mic, and everyone <laughs> saw you drinking. Uh, let's go. Let's do uh, the first one that stuck out to me was Thomas Sadoransky. This is a guy that we had talked about for a couple years in free agency. Uh, the Mavericks adding. I think that. Uh, Thomas Sadoransky for DeLon Wright with picks maybe if they wanted if they decided to go that route they wanted to change it up get a backup point guard instead if Kobe White they think is you know they want to move Sadoransky out of the way for Kobe White basically and they want to give Kobe White that starting spot give a guy that's just not going to um, threaten him right if they wanted to do that and then maybe get some picks in in it they could try to do that Uh, Thomas Sadoransky also has a non-guaranteed deal for 21 22 so the Mavericks could take him and not worry about any of that free agency money that's the only one that really stuck out to me is one that could be possible uh there's a couple yeah there's a couple names on this list Sadoransky for sure Sadoransky is you know he's 28 uh he did only shoot 32 percent from three uh but the intriguing thing about swapping him for DeLon is it would save you a little bit of money moving forward to the Giannis summer because Sadoransky makes ten million dollars, you know, this coming year. DeLon makes not roughly nine. But DeLon, as we know, his contract goes into the next couple of years. Sadoransky has a non guaranteed at ten million for the two thousand twenty one twenty two season. So you could really cut bait with him after this one season and create more cap space in that summer of 2021. And I like him. I like him as a player too. So yeah, yeah I mean, would what would Dallas do a Delon and let's say the 31st pick for Sadoransky? And I don't know, especially if you're Chicago and if you lose somebody like Chris Dunn. And I've seen people in here, you know, bringing up um, Chris Dunn in the in the hot mic chat. I just don't know how I feel about Chris Dunn at this point. I know Sham God is big buddies with Chris Dunn, but it's just the whole, you know, I don't know. I just don't know how much better Chris – is Chris Dunn better than DeLon Wright? I don't think so. And so I don't know about bringing Chris Dunn in. I'm I'm kind of out on him at this point, possibly. Yeah, it, that, but, that's a guy that brings you a bunch on the defensive end and then doesn't bring you anything on offense. The Mavericks, you know, at this point, <laughs> they need to be more picky, right? I mean, we've done these We've done these pods in the past where the Mavericks were like, any talented player of any talent level of just anybody that has talent, bring them in. And now it's like, okay, they need to be a certain level of player, and if they're going to bring them in, they have to check these boxes, and he just doesn't check enough boxes. 
Yeah. Now the the other player I'm actually more intrigued than Sadoransky in in kind of sim, same uh, similar fashion with a non guaranteed is Thad Young. Thad Young is uh, he gives you a vet. He kind of gives you another bigger body uh, on the wing slash. You know he plays a four too. Uh, he did shoot 35, 36% from three. He makes 13.5 million this year, but it's basically expiring because it's non guaranteed at Same 14 deal. million for that next year. Same type of deal as Sadaransky. So if you want to go out and get a bigger body, you know, that 31, he would be the second oldest guy on the Mavs at that point <laughs> uh, at 31 behind Boban. I would be down if they went out and tried to make a deal for, for Thad Young. I like him too. Yeah, that's a vet guy. You could bring him in. He's he's sort of like Millsap in the sense that he plays some wing, he plays some big, right? Like he he waffles between the two. He's like a three four right now, and you could bring him in. Is that, a, that I don't know if that's an upgrade on Dorian, but it is another body like we talked about yesterday. It's another wing yeah. guy that you can throw at somebody. So I don't know if he comes in and starts. It depends on what they try to do. Maybe they start Thad Dorian and Porzingis and decided to go that route or you know I don't know because I don't see if if they're starting Dwight Powell next year and they go Dwight Porzingis then I just can't imagine them starting Thad Young you know instead of Dorian no no I don't think you would start I think you would come off the bench and uh, for anybody who wants to throw out Zach Levine no sorry (laughs) I'm out and for those reasons I'm out yeah but yeah so I mean that's that's five teams we got through today right I think Otto Porter Jr. I think there's a there's a chance there. That's an expiring contract. If he's just you know, if they want to move on from him, they could do a Tim Hardaway, Delon. Like let's say that you know the the Bulls want to pick up some picks. They want to they want to move on from him or something. They could go Tim Hardaway Jr., Delon, and maybe a pick or two. Yeah, I would just want to know about his health. I I like him. He shot 38 percent from three, but he only played in 14 games. He is just 26. So I mean, I, I do like him. But I just don't have any clue what how Chicago kind of views him, what his market would be. I want to say he would have a, a bigger market, uh, being a, expiring and stuff. But I don't know. But yeah, I, theoretically, I would like his fit in Dallas for sure. He's he's an upgrade over Tim Hardaway Jr. in your mind, correct? Yes, mainly because I think he's better defender. He's better defender. He's bigger. He's six eight. He's been a more consistent shooter as well. So you get both of those boxes, which is the only boxes that you want Tim Hardaway to check really, and it improves on both of those. So uh, I think he's a year younger. So that's you know that's that's kind of a wash to me. Uh, but and he's yeah. an expiring like Tim too. So you're not eating into money going into 2021. So. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I like Otto Porter. And if you're able to, you know, to add Delon there, if they're interested in him, that again, same thing. It moves off, it moves money off of the 2021-22 summer, as well. So you're, you know, you're checking that box as well. So yeah, Otto Porter Jr. I think would be an interesting one. That's one that I think it is an upgrade for Dorian for sure. Like you bring him in, that's automatically an upgrade there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so, too. There you go. That's the ones we have for the first five teams in the league. We're going to continue to do a series like this probably every Tuesday, and so we'll do that. Um, Yeah, we're going to be done for the podcast here. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.